0: Greetings, Rays audience. It is Thursday, March 19th, 2020, and we just finished recording a special edition of the Rays podcast. Many advancement teams are debating whether to proceed with Days of Giving or postpone them in light of the turbulence regarding the coronavirus. Boston College was scheduled to have their Day of Giving yesterday, March 18th, but last Friday, the BC team decided to neither proceed nor postpone, but rather adjust to a new format they branded as a Day of Caring. I was fortunate to speak with Peggy McCorkle and Meg Teed from the BC team, and I hope you enjoy this real-time window into rapid decision-making that resulted in a very positive moment in the midst of so much uncertainty. I want to offer a heartfelt thank you to Peggy and Meg for their willingness to share with our community on such short notice. Here we go. Hi, everyone. Uh, Special uh, conversation today, as we realize here in the midst of COVID-19 coronavirus, so much is up in the air in the advancement space. And one of the big questions that many of our partners have been navigating is, should we proceed with our giving day or not? And we don't have uh, a point of view as to whether there is a right or wrong answer, because I do think it's gonna be very uh, different by community, but one of our partners, Boston College, uh, was scheduled to have their day of giving yesterday, which was Wednesday, March, 18th. And uh, in a very short time period, uh, had to make the decision to modify their approach to the to their day of giving. And I'm uh, pleased to be joined by Peggy McCorkle and Meg Teed from the Boston College team, uh, who are willing to share really a, a real-time view into their process. So thank you, uh, Peggy and Meg, for joining me. Thank, thank you. you. Can you just quickly... Uh, Tell us a little bit about your respective roles. I'll start with you, Peggy. uh, What you had been thinking about in advance of the the planned day of giving, uh, and then we'll dive into a few specific questions. But Peggy, why don't you go first?
1: Great, Um, so I'm the Associate Vice President for Annual Leadership Giving at Boston College. Um, So I oversee um, all of our direct marketing, our volunteer management um, via fundraising initiatives, and um, our annual leadership um, giving officers. And so our team has um, many different facets. Um, we were all looking forward to our day of giving. We've been working on it for uh, several months now. Um, and we were working closely with Meg's team, and I'll let her tell you about her team, and, um, on a day that was talking about the difference a day can make. Um, and that was our theme for our day of giving. Um, and I'll pass it over to Meg to talk a little bit about her team.
2: Sure. Um, so. I am the Executive Director of Advancement Engagement and Communications, and the portion of my team that was most closely engaged on Giving Day was our um, communications and marketing team. And so we work on sort of all of the writing, emails, web assets, um, design pieces related to Giving Day. To Peggy's point, we'd actually been very proactive this year and gotten ahead. um, And really we're looking to go out with a message that was focused on The difference a day can make, and we had actually had a lot of sort of time-bound examples to drive urgency throughout the day. Um, That was really what we were leaning into originally um, before our plans changed.
1: And so I would say it was some point last week, um, we were sort of having daily meetings with our leadership team talking about if and how we were going to move forward with our day of giving. And it was really on Friday that we came to the conclusion that we were going to shift from a day of giving to a day of caring. Um, and there was a multiple, multiple reasons why we decided to do that. Um, Boston College was in the process of having their students move off campus last week. And so that announcement came early last week. Students had to be off campus as of this past Sunday. Um, to that end, our senior vice president shared an email with our entire um, constituency about what was happening at BC and checking in um, on everybody's families and and just sort of sharing kind of the same concern that everybody is having across the world right now. Um, we had a really positive response from his message to the group, and that's sort of what started us in this direction of a day of caring because we, we definitely heard that theme that um, they felt that Jim's message carried our Jesuit mission of women and men for others and the, and the caring aspect. Meg, um, I'm not sure if you want to add some stuff. I know you were closer to that email and conversation than I was.
2: Sure. Um, I do think that it was a really important message that went out last Friday. And as Peggy said, we got a really positive response because um, this, this decision to move students off campus impacts our constituencies differently, particularly parents. Um, this has a very large impact on them and their students and what the rest of their year looks like at school. Um, so I, the response from that made us feel like it, you know, even the really positive responses were people who were still understanding this was a tough decision and this was sort of uncharted territory. And so I think part of the pivot was also feeling like it was a moment to check in on our community and give them something instead of asking um, something from them, which is a little bit more of the model of a giving day. We we wanted to be able to provide them some sort of messages of hopes, so inspirational content, uh, things that would sort of give them a little bit of um, you know, sense of, of peace and hope in this kind of difficult time. I also think we wanted it to be an opportunity to get a larger temperature on how our audience was doing. And um, as we said, the email on, on Friday had been really successful. We had incredibly high open rates, really positive responses. Um, but we wanted to sort of see what a, what the next sort of engagement out of that message would look like for our audience and learn a little bit more about where they were at currently
0: got it and and so sounds like jim's jim huston's message to the community was uh, really a a, an inflection point as you thought about potentially making a broader shift for the day of giving at the same time i'm sure you were watching what was going on in the sector and it had to be somewhat confusing because there were a couple of pretty big giving days that went on last week i believe cornell and, and and cal's went on but then a couple of other um institutions had announced plans to cancel or postpone their giving day, uh, but ultimately you decided to move forward with this hybrid approach and then had to pull it off in a really short amount of time. And so I'm curious kind of what the, the rapid response was once you decided to, to make the shift to a day of caring and then how you engaged internal and external stakeholders.
1: Sure, um, yeah, we actually had a day of giving right in our backyard, MIT had theirs last Thursday. So right. we were watching that closely. Um, as well as the other ones that were happening, um, and you know, we were we honestly were going back and forth on what was the right thing to do, and in, in trying to follow their social media and their and to see what kind of response they had. Um, but I think the decision on Friday was really sort of based in the Jesuit's mission that Boston College is is to kind of care of the whole person and to to think about it differently. Um, and so and, I,
0: and I will say, I think that's what is really important from this is. That there is not necessarily a right or wrong answer, and obviously we like to learn from each other in the advancement community. But you know, for MIT, uh, Pi Day, right, 3.14, is a really important day in their culture and their community, which I'm sure informed their decision making uh, relative to uh, the mission and, and and the considerations that you all made. So I do think that's one important aspect here.
1: Absolutely. I think that, you know, it is up to the individual schools to feel do what feels right for them and their community. And this is what felt right for us. Um, And the decision was made um, late in the day on Friday afternoon. um, And so there was, you know, a short window of time that our teams had to turn around what they produced yesterday. Um, Luckily, you know, we were really well prepared for our day of giving. And um, there was a lot of, Um, pieces in place that we were actually able to reimagine rather than start from scratch. And so I think um, that led us to be able to kind of execute on this. And I think the great thing was, is that our staffs together and everybody in our building and university advancement, as well as all of our volunteers, were really looking forward to a great day of giving. Um, And so when we started sharing the message that we were shifting to day of caring, everybody was on board and everybody was ready to roll up their sleeves and help. Um, volunteers, staff, you know, so that actually made it really easy, and I think it was really motivating to the staff. Um, Meg, I'll, I'll let you share kind of your direction for VR staff.
2: I would echo what Peggy said. I think people really wanted to find a, a way to help um, BC, much like a lot of other institutions and universities, last week also made the decision to cancel all of our events Through April 30th and so that was part of the message that Jim had sent out on Friday and so I think for a lot of people who were working on a lot of projects that were due this spring suddenly their own work pivoted rather dramatically and so it was an incredible all hands on deck I think people were really seeking a way to be helpful in this moment as um, so much of our work was changing rather rapidly and it was a remarkable response from um, across our entire advancement organization um, of support for for this day and wanting to know how they can connect with their donors connect with their alumni constituents um, how they can support us with messaging um, the whole the whole uh, pipeline of work that we needed to pull this off
0: and so uh, Meg in particular you had to essentially rebrand it as you had to come up with a name for it, which is day of caring. uh, Mm -hmm. And then you had to communicate what that actually means to people and what you wanted them to do instead. Uh, And so just tell us a little bit about that process, you know, rapid uh, community constituent education to get them informed that you were doing a day of caring, what that is and what you want them to do. And, uh, and, and then just tell me a little bit about how it played out.
2: Sure. Um, I will say Peggy and I were, were part of a flurry of emails um, uh, over the course of the day on Sunday, having made this decision on late in the day on Friday. But really, Peggy and I's team sat down Monday morning at 9 a.m., rolled up their sleeves and got to work. And it's unbelievable. We created a website from scratch in essentially 48 hours, um, an entire email campaign that ran throughout the day, Uh, We had to work with a lot of volunteers both in our office and beyond to make sure we were able to um, line up some of the stories that uh, people would be posting over the course of the day and also get sort of social ambassadors. So uh, our teams got to business sort of right off the bat on Monday operationally around the emails we needed to build, the social posts we needed to create, the website, as I mentioned Um, The other piece of this were our volunteers, um, which I can let Peggy speak to a little bit more in detail. But we did send out a communication to those volunteers sort of Monday afternoon, making them aware of the pivot. Um, And then Tuesday, we sent an email to our broader audience, again from Jim Husson, that sort of explained this pivot to an audience that was waiting for Giving Day uh, to let them know that we were headed in a different direction. And then obviously a series of emails throughout the day, making people aware, sort of amplifying our message and some of our stories on the actual day.
0: I love it. And I will say if anybody's listening uh, and wants to check out the hashtag, I believe it was hashtag EaglesForOther and I'm just on Twitter now seeing some of the the responses there. I'm sure it was across channels from Facebook and Instagram, Mm -hmm. uh, in addition to some of the private uh, community space that you created as well. Um, Peggy, what were you gonna say?
1: I was just gonna echo what Meg said and you know, say that our volunteers played a huge role in helping us sort of get this message out. Um, in a day of giving, you know, we often lead on our fundraising volunteers and we have so many engagement volunteers as well. And this day of caring really opened the door for everybody in the BC community to have a chance to pitch in and um, share the day of caring stories that were being you know, spread across all of social media. Um, you know, in this time where fundraising, for, um, you know, is a little bit, you know, uncertain, it gave our prospect managers a chance to reach out to all their individual prospects um, and have a conversation and check in on them, which they had been doing, you know, since we sort of went to our online classes with students. But it was just another chance to really share some other stories, um, some feel-good stories in this time of uncertainty. So, um
0: Tell me a little bit more about that because I think oftentimes uh, you think about day of giving uh, as a way to reach the the base, right? The, the the broad kind of masses, but it sounds like you had some one-to-one stewardship opportunities for gift officers as well. That's interesting. And, and how was that received by their portfolios, for example?
1: Yeah. So for a day of caring, um, you know, we definitely leaned on the prospect managers to, to help us get the word out because it was such a short turnaround time. People were expecting a day of giving. Like Meg said, we created an entire new website and we had, had some early mailers pushing people to our other, you know, website. So um, we did sort of, you know, lean on everyone to help us get the message out. But um, we're actually still collecting many of the stories from our prospect managers. But from the phone conversations they had or email exchanges they had that, you know, weren't sort of on the public interface, um, all very positive, all very feel good in terms of, you know, BC's doing something right now um, that's making me feel really good about my relationship with BC. Um, and I'd say that is de- definitely the theme that was going on. And, um, you know, there's stories around people whose children were studying abroad and, in you know, finally are back home. And so, you know, I think in terms of, this week, everyone's a little bit settled into what the new reality is for the time being. Um, And so to that end, I think it gave people a chance to actually respond. Whereas if we had done this last week, in the midst of all the moving of students, it may have been a little bit different. So, um, you know, some of this is great planning in a short period of time, and a little bit of it is a little bit of luck in what's, you know, what happened to be going on yesterday.
0: Yeah, Um, right. Well, I love it. And, And obviously, uh, anybody that's listening can get a quick flavor through some of the social channels, but um, Meg, I know that you created some private spaces as well and you were sharing some, some neat stories that came in uh, anything stand out without, you know, naming names, but were there any kind of really powerful stories that came in um, that uh, that you'd be willing to share?
2: Um, we had a website where we were asking um, people to either, sort of nominate um, a friend or share their own story about how they were an eagle for others. We ended up with um, about 50 stories that people had posted, and it really it was a great range of recent alums to older alums, people doing work in all sorts of different sectors from healthcare to military. Some people are sort of on the front lines of what's developing right now with COVID-19, and so there were a handful of stories related to that. Um, And what I think also you saw across um, some of the stories from alums who had graduated, you know, several years ago was that their experience at BC led to uh, service that continued throughout their life. And I think that was just such a powerful story to be telling on a day like this. And I think one of the things that was great of what we saw across the stories is that service looks different for everyone. And kind of the scope um, and the breadth of what people are doing out in the world right now was a wonderful reminder, I think, of uh, what is special about Boston College.
0: I love it. Um, I guess as we start to conclude here, you've got colleagues and peers, I'm sure, who've already reached out directly. But for our broader audience who who's listening today, do you have any advice as they think about uh, whether they should cancel or uh, postpone or uh, or or go forward with a traditional day of giving, or contemplate a hybrid approach. And obviously, every institution is unique. But I'm I'm just curious if there's any lessons, uh, ranging from mobilizing your your staff or rallying kind of the the volunteer base that could be applicable to others who are wrestling with the same decision.
2: I would say, from a, a messaging standpoint, um, I think. Obviously, as you cited earlier, kind of doing what what is best for your institution and, and its specific brand and its specific audience. Um, I would say I do think one of the things that gave us confidence about this pivot was the email that had gone from Jim last week to our larger constituency. Uh, so I think um, my, my only bit of advice is if there's any opportunity to, as I said earlier, take that temperature before you um, – head out with a full-blown campaign. I think that was really helpful to us and, and let us know that this was the right direction for us to move in, whereas I think otherwise we it would have been a little bit more guesswork to know if this was the right call.
0: Well said. Peggy?
1: Um, yeah, you know I've been monitoring what other schools have been, are doing in terms of Giving Day or just some fundraising initiatives and it seems a lot of people are doing student emergency funds um, and so I would say, you know, you've got to think about what's right for your school and um, for us this was the direction that we felt really strongly about was going to make a difference. Um, I think involving our volunteers and getting our staff um, kind of in the loop on what was going on in such a short period of time was really important. So I would definitely make sure that you are able to um, mobilize your volunteer corps because on days like this that's who you really need to um, to kind of get the message out. So I wouldn't make sure you're not skipping that step at all. Um, Yeah. And I, you know, I think to Meg's point about taking the temperature beforehand, that really was sort of the key moment when we decided to move from day of giving, either just canceling it outright or moving to this day of caring. And so um, for us having that early touch point helped inform this decision. So um, that opportunity was, was really what set this up.
0: Well, Meg and Peggy, thank you both so much for sharing a real-time window into what your last uh, seven days or less have been like. And uh, I think we're all, you know, no one's suggesting everyone in, in, in the advancement community should launch a day of caring. But I think what we are suggesting is uh, try to do what's right for your institution, your culture. I think you heard the, the lesson of, of taking the temperature if you can in advance before Uh, radically shifting your strategy. Uh, But just thank you both. Congratulations on on an effective day. Best wishes as we continue to navigate this. Uh, And we're really grateful for your time.
1: Thank you so much, Brent.
2: Thank you, Brent.